Perfect. Perfect. Sure. Yes. Sure. It's lovely tea. It's love it. Perfect Amanda honey, honey. It's Nani Land honey. I sure don't know what that means. Me either, but it's pretty yummy. Comes from a tropical place, I think. I heard me the butt. Yep. Is that what you said? No. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Nothing I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, welcome to another episode of Driving to the Res. With your favorite hosts, Larry. <laughs> and Nelia. <laughs> you knew what I was going to do. <laughs> I did. Preempted you. You did indeed. You did indeed. Right. So you're going to be listening to this uh, first section of our uh, podcast, which is free. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy it, you can totally come and sponsor us by becoming a subscribe star member. The, yeah, patron of the light. light. Yes, yes. Patron of the light. Right. Mm-hmm. This this episode, I'm not sure what your, I believe you call it your enlightenment. Yes. Is based on the newsletter article that you've written. Yes, indeed. And you can find that at? Substack. Yeah, we put it at Substack. Indeed. So it's easy to find. You go Substack, type in Anelia Benz, and ta-da, there it is. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll do a little bit of read of the article. We'll talk about it a little bit uh, in the second hour. We're going to have... have a bit of a treat this time. Yes, yes. We're going to have some other individuals joining us in the second hour. That's going to be a surprise if you want to know who they are. <laughs> Because Adelina and Ilir are busy having a baby. Yes, indeed. Their baby's about to be born. So they're going to be very busy doing that, not recording podcasts for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Newborn babies are a handful. So we're looking forward to meeting the new baby in the future. Yep. Yes. Okay. So now you know where to go to get more. You know where to go to read it. Mm -hmm. And now let's get on with it. Let's do this. All right. Okay. Begin. Your enlightenment. Your enlightenment. Boy, that's a loaded question there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. Enlightenment has been coming up a lot for me recently. The word enlightenment itself, as well as people talking about it and people pursuing a path or being on their journey of enlightenment themselves or seeking one, all those coming into my focus fast and furious. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is very interesting to me because, as you may or may not know, my first website and the first course I released were all about Ascension. In fact, it was Ascension101.com. And Enlightenment and Ascension, of course, are very well related. I had no idea. Yes. I remember reading about Ascension, Ascension 101. I was like, what the heck is that? Yeah. So that's good because one of the first things we're going to do is to actually... um, uh, define, yeah, define the different things. In this okay. article, I want to clarify and bring focus to what it means to be enlightened, ascended, empowered, and sovereign. Okay. Enlightened, ascended, empowered, and sovereign. Yes. Yeah. Right. I hear these terms used as like as identities, you know, mm-hmm. often. Yeah. And so some interchangeably, and some like it's almost like that's my uh, name tag. I'm. <laughs> Whatever. Ascended. I'm a sovereign. Sovereign. Yeah. So this is really interesting because, you know, like you said, a lot of people use them interchangeably. Uh, They mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. 
But I think also a lot of it gets wrapped up in dogma. And yeah. that can be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. But to me, it kind of puts in like a the brakes on, you know. And it we're gonna does, because like in, when you say, say a word like ascension, I'm like, I don't really have any baggage around that word. Mm. I don't even have any idea what it means what that might mean, yeah. spiritually <laughs> or physically or whateverly. Mm. But uh, when you say enlightened, I like, oh, that's what Buddhist monks do, right? They get enlightened. <laughs> yeah. So it has some attachments around it. Right. Right. Preconception, right? Mm-hmm. And ascension kind of like feels like, for some people, I think ascension does have that baggage. And I think in the Bible, I think there's 144,000 ascension ascended mm-hmm. or whatever, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I've heard something around that yeah. and attached to the word ascension yeah. or ascended. What about empowered? And I've empowered, well... doesn't i mean have um anything linked to it in my mind it's just it's like in some ways empowered in my field feels mm-hmm. like an admission of not being powerful so if you say you need to get empowered that means you're not powerful so it kind of like negates itself in my mind and if you are empowered then what does that mean they used to not be but, powerful and now you are uh, means to me like if you are it's like already did it already that it's like it doesn't have a call to me it's like you need to be empowered it's like I am right so let's do this empowerment work and like I already I don't I'm not I, you know just it has a breaks so it's like yeah, I don't need to I don't want to mm-hmm. I feel powerful already I don't want to Except the thought idea that I'm not already or I ain't or I'm not enough or something, you know. Mm. So it's a little bit like the fear processing exercise. It has a firewall. Yeah, that's interesting because you didn't say those things about enlightenment and ascension, but you did about empowerment. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone's going to have their individual, like I said, with ascension. For me, it didn't mean anything. I never heard of it. What about sovereign? Well... It's linked to the king and the queen, and mm-hmm. the prince and the princes, and Disney co-opted all the sovereign stuff for me. So <laughs> it has to do with princess dresses and tiaras and yeah, frogs and princes. And okay, I mean it's just cartoon cartoon word, really. All right, all right, yeah. So, but also, you know, as I've gotten into what is it, telegrams and whatnots, sovereign means a whole other thing. It's like. Right. Now I don't let the cops tell me what to do. Yeah, so one, that's one of the words that has become also dogmatized, yeah, I totally. should say. Because when I talk about a sovereign being, it means somebody who's in charge of their own life and their own creations. Mm-hmm. And is conscious about making con- conscious choices. And But in the modern world, a sovereign is a whole... A group of people who talk about how they're a natural being and they will not like something about the law and the natural birth certificates law, birth certificates. And your name in all capitals mm-hmm. and all, all kinds of and some of those things are interesting things. to me, but they're not what I use sovereign as. And also to me, they are they can 
take you down a path that is not very helpful for you. Because if you're on a road that somebody, an organization, and a government, or whatever, built, you're on their road. So if you're in their space, abide by their laws, right? That's how I see it. Whether yeah. you consider yourself being a natural human or not, it's irrelevant if you're using somebody else's land, <laughs> right? That's all. In their road. So that, to me, like, they do have some interesting information as far as I have read. But I would be very, very careful if you base your interactions with others based on that particular thing. So right. just be careful, do your research. But the way that I use it has is actually related to enlightenment, ascension, empowerment, and sovereignism related to all that, as far as I'm concerned. Right. My mature, more mature understanding of all of these terms linked, mm -hmm. they are an embodiment of that enlightenment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But they have been, uh, I won't use the word hijacked, they've been mm -hmm. used to mean other things too. Yeah. So I, I think it's important that we understand what we're talking about when you say XYZ, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. when you defined ascension in the way that was literal expansion of awareness i could mm -hmm. go i'll jump on board with that i yeah. you can always expand your awareness more right 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 and to me enlightenment is also related to the expansion of awareness yes and to me oneness is also related to the expansion of awareness yes I and agree. to me empowered is also related to the expansion of awareness yes i agree too And to me, sovereign is also related to the expansion of awareness. Completely and totally. Yeah. So what I see a sovereign being in the sense of ascension, enlightenment, empowerment, all of that, it's more along the lines of there's a, a invitation to engage and I'm, ex I'm, I'm existing in my high frequency mm -hmm. space and the engagement includes uh, those around me mm -hmm. and as a sovereign, empowered high-frequency being with the ability to experience enlightened encounter mm -hmm. this information from this other person, which maybe you shouldn't go down this road. I'm not going to say, well, I'm a sovereign. I'm going to go there anyways, because mm -hmm. I have access to the full gamut of information available from this in interaction of this encounter. This is, this is data for me. Right. Not, uh, someone pushing on me you know what i'm saying yes <laughs> not the victim aggressor stuff exactly yes okay i think i think i've explained how i feel about it now okay these are understood as different things sometimes and sometimes yeah. they're not however to me they're all part of the same thing they're part of an expanding of our awareness enough to understand the universe how things works work in this and other universes expand our awareness enough to see identify and not be slaves to inner and outer programming and be able to make conscious choices throughout our days. It means that our awareness is expanded enough so that we grow up as people and don't behave like children expecting solutions from a larger thing such as an organization, a government, a god or gods or other people. Yeah, that, so, that reminds me of the The show we were watching, oh, the gosh, guys yes. getting their truck stuck in the mud. I know, I know, I talk about trucks in the mud a lot. <laughs> But these were roads in Africa, 
truck mm-hmm. stuck in the mud, the Congo and whatnot. And invariably, this, this fellas, younger and older and all different ages, will be in this, I think they called it a truck, but, you know, remember this, like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there's no windshield. No, the right. thing's all crumbled yeah. up. And, you know, it's 1948 was a truck and now it's just a thing still held together and moving mm-hmm. most some of the they time have wheels with wheels in place to sit down sort yeah, of some of them yeah. less floor more floor but all states of repair and disrepair driving on what was being called a road mm-hmm. which is really a a trail that used to maybe one time be a road but now it's just a <laughs> way through the forest or whatever right <laughs> or the the regular paved road with holes big enough to take the toll truck into Mm-hmm. And always, always, the reason the roads are so bad is because the government. It's always their fault. Mm. Yep. 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 <sighs> I want to go back a little bit. Um, let's ju- let me just read this other little bit. Okay, sure. They are part of expand your awareness enough to understand the universe, mm-hmm. how things works in this and other universes. Expand our awareness enough to see, identify, and not be slaves to inner and outer programming. Now, I want to expand that a little bit because often when people hear that, and I've said it in many, many different ways, they immediately think, oh, I have to remove all my programs. All programs are negative and I have to remove them all. And that's not what I say at all. Like zero. I never say that. Not once. I mean, I assumed that's what you meant, too. A long time ago. Yeah. And then so, I asked, it's like, well, no. then what do we do with no programs? Right. So what I'm saying is don't be slave. What is a slave? Powerless to, victim of, mm-hmm. someone else's... Will. Will, right. Yeah. So someone that gives you or programs you in a way, you're a slave to that program they've given to you. And even if you receive that program or program it yourself, you don't have to be a slave to that program. Right. You can use the programs that benefit you and your high frequency expression. Keep yeah. them. Yeah. You can discard, expression. eliminate, illuminate, whatever, yeah. make visible the mm-hmm. inc- unconscious programs that get in the way of yes. your higher frequency expression. Yeah. Right. The program that many have, which has been placed there by all of every, literally every TV show movie mm-hmm. there is when things are stressful. What do you do? You they go get alcohol. a drink. Yeah. When things are great, what do you do? They drink alcohol. You go drink some alcohol. <laughs> when things are anything, what do you do? They're going to drink, Go drink alcohol. some alcohol. So that's a subconscious, unconscious program that got mm-hmm. stuck in there for a lot of people. So yes. that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like to watch. That'd be an example of it. And spot the programs that are being the taught, programs being you know, programmed, implemented, programmed. <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, we yeah. like to do that. Yeah. There's some fascinating ones. Smoking is coming back, by the way. Oh yeah, I heard it's good for you. <laughs> Well, our experience hasn't been that. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, I've heard some of it's good for you. Anyways. I've heard some of it is not good for you. Yeah. So in this moment, I wanted to bring forth a question from Walk With Me Now. One of our members asked, okay. I can't figure out the unconscious programming. 
Because if it's unconscious, then it's not my free will. Okay. Oh. Or something like that from that level. So it can't be free will if it's an unconscious program or how does it work? How does it function? So I have a couple of little examples for that answer. Okay. If I understood the question correctly. Okay. So basically an unconscious program is a program that you've implemented in yourself but decided to forget. And a really good example would be when you learn to drive, you're conscious and aware of every single step you do. Gosh, yeah, and you're really not that great at it either. Right. So, okay, <laughs> turn on the engine, look through my mirrors, oh, put shoot, on the you blinker. forgot the clutch, honey. Push in the clutch, then start the engine, remember? Oh, gosh. Get this yes, order right. Totally, totally. Okay. Press the, the clutch. clutch. Now start the, the engine. engine. Wait, 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 wait. Should make sure it's in neutral. Oh, yeah, because we're driving a Because when you let the clutch one. back out, yeah, you're going to like... Oh, yeah, we're driving a stick car, mm -hmm. right. Okay. So yes. put in the clutch. Make sure it's in neutral. Now start it. Now you can let the clutch out. Mm -hmm, because your, it's in neutral. Hold, don't forget fine. to hold the brake. Okay. Because otherwise you'll be rolling. No, because if you're using one of those cars, you have your handbrake on. Don't forget. Duh. Then you have to put your handbrake no, on. No, no, you're not yet. Not yet. Mm -mm. There's a lot of things. Now you, you look through remember. the mirror. And then, if there's nothing coming, you put your blinker on. Don't forget and to take then, your handbrake off. And yes, then yes. you start pressing the gas and take your hand off your your brake off so that you can. What about not your roll clutch? Back. Don't forget your clutch. And you forgot to put it in first. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so there's a lot of steps, right? <laughs> and when you first starting to to drive. You're conscious and aware of all of those steps. Yep. And then once they're programmed in, they're one you step. just go. <laughs> you just go to the store. You just go to the store, and the steps in the middle. And often you remember getting in your car, and you remember getting out of your car at the store, but you will not remember everything that happened in between. <laughs> and that's unconscious programming. Yes. Because you don't need to have them in the front of your awareness, consciously thinking and putting them on, switching them on and off on a regular basis, on a continuous basis. So they're unconscious. So but, I hope that explains what I Yeah, they're not program. bad. They're useful. Yeah. But some of them are Some of them are bad. bad. Yeah. They're not necessarily bad, let's say. So, yeah. <clears throat> you actively program yourself... And you actively accept programs from others or your environment or your whatevers. When you came into this physical world as a soul, you and your body programmed how to function with each other. And you are already, by being in the physical universe, you accepted several programs that are absolute, actually. Like, in a way, they're not actually absolute, but they're, they tend to be felt that way like you're not going to float unless you have a floating device on mm -hmm. your physical body will not float up into the sky that's like a kind of absolute right you can break actually that program but it takes a little bit of expansion of awareness for you to do that yeah that reminds me of the, the hopping <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about hopping. <laughs> I know, but remember. Float for a millisecond. Float for a millisecond. No, not that. No, not that. Okay. That was cute, though. It, it was a good try. It was a good try. I'm sure it was a lot of fun, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
enlightenment to me does not mean extricating yourself from the physical universe, reincarnation or daily life. On the contrary, it is about understanding the physical universe and daily life and having the awareness, capacity, consciousness and power to have the type of experience we choose from moment to moment rather than just leaves in the wind thrown wherever the collective experience sends us. Right. So one of the things that comes with that statement is the purpose of enlightenment, as I understood it, mm -hmm. which was to, um, had something to do with karma mm -hmm. and, um, and um, everyone needed to be it. And you had to keep coming back here until everyone was enlightened so that they could. That's a bodhisattva. Ex exit the reincarnation cycle because mm -hmm. that's the goal, of course. Mm -hmm. For bodhisattvas, yes. But not until everybody goes, whether or not they want to. We just have to wait around for them to change their mind, I guess, or <laughs> convince them or something. Well, that's, that's not actually enlightenment. That's the path to enlightenment of a bodhisattva. Yeah. This is all Buddhist teachings. Remember, and, it got me confused, which is the point that I'm trying yes. to get at. It's like, My, I did have a, an enlightenment experience. You did, yes. And it wasn't uh, saving everybody no. or waiting for everybody or getting out of karma or yeah. removing myself from a cycle of in reincarnation no. or incarnation. Or even work. You actually or working. Work. <laughs> right. And in that, in that experience, right, the knowing of, I guess, the the... the I say larger reason, but what I really mean is the the expanded perspective for an experience encounter became known, mm -hmm. you know, and it it at all the levels it was perfect. One, it was experienced within it. One, it was experienced for what's the reason. One of it, it was a an experience, and one of it was that it really wasn't anything. It was all those levels of these funny words, but in a sense, every bit of its experience mm -hmm. was ex interesting at whatever level it was experienced at, but it, it felt, um, it felt like, um, having those experiences at the smaller level mm -hmm. was as important, if not as not important You know what I mean by it's is as important as the other. Yeah. It had no more importance or less importance to see it expanded or not. Mm -hmm. But from the expanded sense, you could, uh, I guess, move out of the judgment of that experience as being bad or good or some of this other. It's just like now it's clear why. While you're experiencing it, you're experiencing the effects of it. When you're looking at it from the an enlightened space You're seeing it from a larger perspective of why maybe you want to have that interaction. But. Um, Can you give an example? Because Yeah, I'm it's, it's kind of hard to understand, to understand what I'm trying to say because of the nature of these experiences. Right, right. Essentially, let's break it down. This In this, this particular case, I was fishing on my boat mm -hmm. and I was listening to what I call expansive It puts me in an expanded set of awareness music. And mm -hmm. I was reading 
um, information that had to do with ecstatic experiences and expansion of awarenesses, some of your book, um, another one. And they were all about expansion, mm -hmm. illumination, enlightenment, that mm -hmm. type of a thing. So I was in that giant space of open, opening, mm -hmm. opening, opening, and welcoming and desiring an open, bigger experience. Mm -hmm. Also, concurrent to that, there was zero fish biting. Mm-hmm. Like zero from 500 fish the day before to zero, none, all freaking day. It'd been like five hours, none, zero. And the guys that were working with me in the back were listening to, well, let's just say. Demon seating. Demon music. <laughs> it wasn't like, it was in, uh, you can't even describe it any other way. It's yeah. as demonic as you could possibly find. Yes. And uh, disheartening, contracting, just, ugh. Nasty. nasty, horrible music, yeah. loud, mm -hmm. and so the disparity between the two experiences—the one in my wheelhouse with what I was seeing—and there was no fish, but <laughs> the sun was shining, the sky was blue, the ocean was flat, and the waves and the the water were sparkling like little diamonds. Yes. It was the most beautiful experience, indescribable. Like an entire lifetime of being on the sea, that one moment was what you would want for. And from that moment on, I didn't need to go to the sea ever again. It's already <laughs> been the best of everything that it could possibly be. Yes. And there was no fish. <laughs> but when I, all of a sudden, it was an all of a sudden expansion to an enlightened state. Mm -hmm. The reason for all of the demon music in the back and why that was happening and mm -hmm. the fish and the connection to the fish and their collective and the information they send and receive and the purpose for where, whatever, all that stuff just became known, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the music, it wasn't for me to impinge on me. It was for my crew to stay in the state that they want to experience. They mm -hmm. want and are here for that experience. They're not here for an enlightened, sparkly right. diamond ocean <laughs> experience. They're here for another one. And then yes. I made, needed these things to keep it. Yes. And especially... In the place that they were sharing, there's yeah. needed to be more strongly contractive than normal, normal yeah. just to keep them at the level they want to experience. Mm -hmm. So from there, I was like, oh, it's clear. I understand. And I can accept. And from within it, it created some tension. Mm -hmm. And the tension needed attention, mm -hmm. <laughs> actually. And the moving into an enlightened state for a moment allowed the tension to get its attention and release it. Mm. Untangled. It's interesting too. Since that time, we I haven't been fishing, and those guys haven't yes. fished with me either. Yeah, that's very interesting. It is yeah. interesting. I never really put those pieces together, but hey, yeah. that's what happened, and that was the last day fishing. Yeah, it was. Hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Just to put a cap on the story, the fish told me where to go. Yes, and you got some nice. And I went fish. there, and I got about five hundred fish that that day. Just in the last part of the day instead yeah. of the whole day. So I still got all the fish. The fish still talked to me. Yes. But I couldn't hear them at that moment because of the tension. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how that fits into enlightenment and your enlightenment and this story. But what I'm trying to describe is um, enlightenment isn't, uh, in my experience, something you're that and then that forever and you carry and hold that state. You mm -hmm. you. You have your experiences as you're here 
-hmm. And in um, expanding and contracting and breathing, it can make this experience of now way more pleasant. Yes. Way more pleasant. But I don't want to exit those. I don't want to exit this experience. I just want, I would like this experience to be pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think. And the choice to step out of the expanded awareness state of ex enlightenment, yeah. that was your choice. You chose that. Um, and I don't, like, I suppose we can talk a little bit about that because we love journey books, right? Oh, yes. We love it. I have a stack of and, them. Um, yeah, we do. We We're do, we reading one right them. now. Yeah. A but, journey, yeah. We love the journey books and often in these journey books, you have people deciding to come back to their previous awareness state yeah. so they can share it with everybody. And we talk a lot about that, those moments of enlightenment, the pros and cons and not to be hijacked because it can be hijacked very easily in the in-between spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our enlightenment class, so I would highly suggest if you if this is a topic that you like, to make sure to take that class. You can get it uh, in at dot com. You can buy the class there, or if you want to have interaction and study, study with others and things like that. And uh, like yeah, then go to the our subscribe star. On we don't just do the second hour in subscribe star. There's another tier that has the a, a class in focus every month and there will be a class added to the library and studied together every and in the enlightenment class was actually a live class we did in subscribe that we will be doing in the future sometimes we might do a live class there too but anyways go there get the class either way which way you want to mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um Study it because, yes, those moments of expanded awareness can very easily be hijacked, especially by our ego. And often when people ask me, what is enlightenment or being enlightened? The word itself and the way that I would explain it was, was to be in the light. And when you're in the light, you have to be careful because sometimes you're in the light and your light is so bright that it makes you blind to everything else. <laughs> so it can very quickly degrade into the opposite you know yes so. that's that's like the crazy part mm -hmm. because uh <laughs> yes it doesn't make logical sense from this state of thinking how that can happen but it, yeah, does. it does if it yeah. does then it means that we don't clearly understand it i guess right and in the next few weeks I'm going to be talking about this in more depth with regards to enlightenment, just enlightenment on our essays. And I also do an essay apart from this newsletter. I have another newsletter just dedicated to essays. Essays are really like a really long article. It's not like the newsletter is like a page or maybe a page and a half or maybe two pages, but an essay will go eight pages long or longer. So If you're like like reading or you like this topic and want to explore it more, you can do the uh, the other newsletter also free, and um, I'll be writing more on that. And we're going to be doing first and second halves of our 
podcast around them too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let me just, Woo for thought. Yeah, let's. Yeah, that's Woo for thought. It's you on can the find same Substack. Yeah. On the Substack, same link at the top of the page. You'll see it. Mm-hmm. it says Woo for thought. Yeah, let's read a little bit more. So I'm going to just repeat the last bit. In this article, I want to clarify and focus to what it means to be enlightened, ascended, empowered, and sovereign. Yes. These are understood as different things sometimes, and sometimes they're not. However, to me, they're all part of the same thing. Okay. They're part of expanding our awareness enough to understand the universe, how things work in this and other universe, expand our awareness enough to see, identify, not be slaves to inner and outer programming, and be able to make conscious choices throughout our days. It means that our awareness is expanded enough so that we grow up as people and don't behave like children expecting solutions from larger things such as an organization, a government, a god or gods or other people. Enlightenment, and this is the new part. Enlightenment to me does not mean... Oh no, it's not. I already read this part too. Does not mean extricating yourself from the physical universe, reincarnation or daily life. On the contrary, it's about understanding the physical universe and daily life. And having the awareness, capacity, consciousness and power to have the type of experience we choose from moment to moment rather than just leaves in the wind thrown wherever the collective experience sends us. I just want to add a little bit there. Okay. I know I'm repeating these things over and over. Um, So one of the things is about enlightenment. A lot of the definitions of enlightenment by many teachers and religions and dogmas means the escaping the cycle of death, birth and death, right? Yeah. So, or being able to step away from the cycle of birth and death. That's reincarnation. When I looked at that sentence, it was very clear to me what it meant, but to other people it meant you're never going to be born again. And I know because I've talked about this topic with other people who are in a path of enlightenment, to enlightenment. And to them meant... I'm done being incarnating. I'm done with it, so I don't need to come back and I'd be free from it. But what I saw was that when you're enlightened, you can make a conscious choice of incarnating or not incarnating. And why? And what you want to experience. When you're not enlightened, i.e. you still put a lot, you forgot a lot of your programming. You saw you're unconscious of them. You're stuck because you keep coming back. <laughs> Maybe right? to fulfill an old idea Ideas. or thought. Exactly. And you haven't. And to be able to fulfill that thought or idea or desire, you purposely forgot that you wanted it so that you wouldn't pull yourself right, out right, of right. it. Right. So. So to, it's kind of true and not true, but it is. Enlightenment. It to a choice. Yeah, right? it's a choice. It's a conscious choice, not an unconscious choice. You might still very likely incarnate, but maybe under different circumstances. Yes. Yes. And not just through an unconscious program. Because, yeah, that's one of the keys. I think most mm-hmm. people believe they die, then they have a instantly reached a state of some enlightenment or oneness or something or other. They can see everything clearly all of a sudden when it's not that's true. clearly not the case. No. For the next few weeks, I'm going to take turns talking about enlightenment, ascension, empowerment, and sovereign. To me, they're all leading to the same location in many ways. To me, they mean the same thing looked at from different perspectives. They are, to me, all enlightenment. But the word enlightenment comes with thousands of years of religions and spiritual practices that can put a person off because they have had negative experiences around religions. 
in the spirit of bringing back a broad understanding of and highlighting path to enlightenment, I will be writing essays about essays about these subjects on my Woo for Thought blog, and will also be looking at them from the perspective of the we. I'm also putting together a website specifically dedicated to enlightenment, because one of my biggest sources of inspiration and passions in life is to see people, you, <laughs> reach enlightenment. Yes. Or at least get into the path that works for you, and that will eventually get you there. To get you ready and have a good foundation for the discussions that are coming in the essays and podcasts that will accompany them, make sure you have studied the Enlightenment in Modern Cl Society class. Oh yeah, that's the name of the class. Yeah. Yeah. Enlightenment in Modern Society. I mean, there's a lot in that class. There's a lot in that That is class. a lot longer than a, let's do an hour class. I was yes. like two and a half hours. Yes, I think so, yeah. And uh, everything you need in a nutshell's there. Yeah. And with that good foundation, allowing and enjoying this 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 dialogue, dialogue yeah. you know, from a p place of comprehension mm -hmm. and similar understanding that's going to be very helpful. Yeah. So hopefully we see you there. Yeah. And at, I think, uh, in a snap or two, we're going to have a surprise, a surprise second hour. Yes, if you're in the second if hour. If you're in the second hour, see you in a few seconds with a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a full house. Yes. You got to see it. Okay. See ya. Bye.